Corey, if I offered you a hundred bucks, what's the craziest thing you would do? I have no idea. How do you not know? Come I, on, a hundred bucks. I'll do it. I'll do it. Whatever it is, I'll do it for a hundred bucks. Well, I've got the perfect dare for you then. Oh, good. We'll find out. So what would it take to get zero stars from an Uber ride? Zero stars would not recommend. Yeah. Well, one freak's going to show us how it's done. All right. Well, guess what? Yeah. Florida's favorite cool cat is back in the spotlight. Oh, good. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, I know. All that and more coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Freak Show. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, step right up for the Florida Freak Show. Welcome back to the Florida Freak Show. I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. And if you've ever read a Florida story online or seen a Sunshine State newscast, you know that Florida's greatest export are weird stories about the people who live and play here. And we have some of those, don't we, Kirsten? What a surprise. We do. It's crazy. (laughs) Ripped from the headlines. Ripped from those headlines. So this one comes ripped from ClickOrlando.com. Oh, Two unnamed men were swimming in Jensen Beach last weekend when they spotted a small three-foot-long nurse shark swimming nearby. So they did what any good Floridian would do. One turned to the other and bet him a hundred bucks that he wouldn't grab it. Sounds right. A hundred bucks is a hundred bucks, right? That's right. Well, one of the men grabbed the shark, which then latched onto his arm and refused to let go. Lifeguards and eventually the Martin County Fire Department had to respond to the incident. A five-minute-long video shot by a bystander shows the man standing on the beach with the shark cradled in his arms while first responders attempted to get the shark to loosen its grip. Wow. Of course, a large crowd of spectators provided all sorts of unsolicited advice. (laughs) It took about 20 minutes before the shark finally let go and was placed back into the water. The man said that the bite didn't particularly hurt and that the shark's mouth felt kind of like sandpaper. Uh, Nurse sharks, FYI, are relatively docile and can often be found in shallow water, but clearly you still don't want to provoke them. Uh, That's right. Well, hey, a bet's a bet, right? I mean, you're not going to give up on a a, when $100 is $100. Hey, times are tough. These are COVID times. You know, unemployment only pays $275 a week. That That, extra $100 can go a long way. It really can. And that's a lot of of Budweiser's that can buy at the beach. Ooh, yeah. A whole lot of good stuff. No, but this video is just priceless. You have to watch the video. The video is great. It's with so many of these Florida freaks in the background just sharing their home remedies for getting a shark to break free put up put him upside down in water why haven't you punched him in the nose yeah that, that there was the a time. guy who yells repeatedly hit him in the nose suck, suck him, him in, in the, the nose, nose. <laughs> shark week breeds a lot of armchair marine biologists they do that's it for sure. all the time on the discovery channel that's the best one yeah just watch shark week what's wrong with you guys i did not hear a single person shout is anyone here a marine biologist oh that would have been even better oh i i actually wish i was there just so i could have done it. <laughs> no but this whole video he's I, I, what i love is that he's holding the shark like a baby and the dude was a real good sport about the whole thing that, oh yeah he's makes it laughing really about the yeah, whole thing he's having as a blast. it happened because he knows he's an idiot yeah. i mean and sorry dude unnamed I, dude you know you're an idiot let's and, face it. and you're willing to you're willing to admit it right and let's face it he has a hundred bucks coming his way <laughs> that's right he, he's like he should probably get 200 for everything that he went yeah. through. Oh, yeah. What shocked me is, first of all, I mean, they're out of the water. They're like standing on the beach, yeah. probably 20 and feet from the shore. With a bunch of people around, yep. 
the shark, I, you can take a shark out of water for apparently a pretty long time. That's 20 that, minutes. The whole time that the videos happened, it was like, what about the shark? I mean, and I, I saw people like pouring water into his gills like to hopefully. Yeah, keep but they him. also poured rubbing alcohol into his yeah. mouth to try and get it to loosen its yeah. grip, which didn't work, but probably helped with the wound care. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Now, that. I don't know if you remember this about uh, well, four years ago, I guess, mm. Warren Sapp. Oh, yeah. Uh, NFL Hall of Famers. Florida football legend. Yeah, Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Miami Hurricane. Absolutely. About four years ago, he was lobstering in the Keys, and he got bit by a four-foot nurse shark. Wow. And the reason why I remember this is because I saw the picture Mm -hmm. of the damage, and it is something that I will not unsee. That's crazy. Like when you hear that the, the teeth are like sandpaper, you wouldn't think it would do much damage. Oh, there was a pretty good chunk taken out of his arm, but they just wrapped it up with gauze and he kept lobstering the rest of the day. So, But, he's but he's tough. tough. He's, he's a, a tough, tough guy, yeah. dude. Um, do you know why nurse sharks got the name nurse shark? I have no idea. Neither do I. <laughs> No, I tried. I tried to it's look a, it up. It yeah. wasn't like I was trying to set you up yeah. for a joke there. Right, I, right. I have no idea. Look at all this research I did. Neither do I. I did do a lot of research, I know. and um, nobody seems to really know why they're called nurse sharks. But That's I have the a best. theory. Yeah. I have a theory. I would love to hear your theory. And I think it's a good theory. Yeah. So nurse sharks, I found out they they aren't like um, the apex predator type of shark that right, like, like a, a great, great white, white yeah. is. You mm-hmm. know they're. They, I mean, they can get big. Yeah. And, and they, they still look the same. And they have a lot of teeth. Yeah. Um, but they primarily get their prey by, like, suctioning it up, like, just sucking like it up. Like a vacuum? Like a hoover? Yeah. Wow. Hoovering it up off of the ocean floor. There you and go. They, they live in shallow water, so, you know, hoovering up whatever they can find. But the way I see it, so this shark clamped onto this guy, yeah. probably hoovered onto his arm. Oh, yeah. And sucked on up really hard, obviously. Suckling like a nursing baby. Oh, yeah. So and it looked like he was being held like a baby. So, so feel why not? feel free to share my theory with the world and hey. tell everybody you know that that's why they're called nurse sharks because they act like they're nursing. Right. I know you. You do your research. If you couldn't find it, just go ahead and go with what Kirsten. Go said. ahead and it make it up. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Um. So. I don't know if you remember this. I, I know you remember this, but when we went to Grand Cayman on a cruise once, we went to Stingray City. Yeah, and, right. And, and stingrays operate kind of similarly to nurse sharks in that they get their prey by slurping it, like hoovering it up. Right. Um, and, and when you're at Stingway City, you're, you're in the water, you're in a very shallow part of the uh, Caribbean, and they right. take you out to the sandbar, and the stingrays are just used to being fed by people. Yeah. And they tell you, make sure to let go of the bait the second it comes near you, because they will suck onto you. Right. Well, this girl is <laughs> not great at following instructions. Well, and it's also hard. Like, you feel like, am I letting go long enough? Or yeah, Right, yeah. yeah. First so, time, it's going to be tough. My first time feeding a stingray, yeah. um, it hoovered my hand. Yeah. And I walked around with a giant stingray hickey on me for like two weeks. There are worse things. Yeah, getting bit by a nurse shark would yeah, be a worse right. thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then you can always say, it's like, yeah, Stingray did this. Sure, they did. Yeah, Stingray hickey. <laughs> you probably just did it with a vacuum That's in right. your bedroom. Weird Hoover person. All right, so our next story comes to us from NBC-2.com. 
Com local right. story That's for right. us. That's right. Collier County deputies pulled over 29-year-old Alexander Alvarez Fernandez on airport pulling road in Naples. Right in our backyard. Not long after I left the Havana Blue Lounge. Mm. Alexander uh, agreed to DUI field tests when he was pulled over, but mm. deputies had a tough time reining him in. <laughs> he tried to walk away several times during the test. Sure. Also tried to relieve himself on the side of the road, uh, all during his field sobriety tests. Deputies say Alexander conversed with them, in English, mind you, throughout the entire incident, even laughing and joking with them that the whole incident was kind of stupid. But when deputies asked him to take a breathalyzer test, Alexander said... I don't speak English. Oh. And then claimed to not understand anything they were saying. (laughs) There you go. Well, this is Florida. And here in Florida, it is not too hard to ever find someone who speaks Spanish to assist you. That's right. In this case, a Spanish-speaking deputy was also there. He stepped in and asked Alexander to take the test, which Alexander also ignored and is now facing DUI charges. Oh, boy. Well, take note, kids. This is a textbook example of how you deal with a DUI sobriety check. You try to piss in public, you're resistant and tell jokes to officers in English, and then you claim to not speak English at the moment of truth. Handled like a true Floridian. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Maybe he thought that he was pissing all the bad alcohol out of him. Oh. Like if he if he relieved himself on the side, you know. Interesting theory. Yeah. It's bad it's a bad idea to do it. You'd never want to try to break another law while you're in the middle of a DUI check. Yeah, I think I think that's probably a good piece of advice is you know, if if you're already being investigated for one crime, yeah. try to try to set the cap right there. Yeah, yeah. I think No more crimes need to be committed right now. Yeah. It's like I'm already in kind of a heap of trouble. Could be a problem. You know, we've talked before on this show about, you know, taking like high school drama class and that sort of thing or or yeah. taking improv classes, the old yes and rule. That's right. Yeah. Um, again. Work with the officer apparently in this. Yeah. Commit yeah. to the part. Commit. Commit away. Exactly. If if you really, really, really want those officers to believe that you know habla inglés, yeah. um, then you need to kind of get on that from the get-go you can't just shift into that halfway through right yeah if you feel like oh no i'm gonna be in a bad situation just immediately go into the spanish immediately don't him and haw about it and it's like oh no oh we're gonna go up there all right now i can't speak english and spanish a poor choice yeah let's let's face it i mean you you can't throw a dart without hitting somebody that speaks spanish in florida absolutely uh, there are like 40 languages in the United States that mm-hmm. have less than a thousand speakers right. of them, like nearly extinct languages. Yep. Pick one of those. Yeah. Pick one of those languages. Any of those. Not Swahili. Espanol. Yeah. Just anything that may, it may be a little bit a tougher. Little, yes. A little bit more difficult. Yeah. It may be harder to pinpoint somebody that actually, hey, actually, we have someone here yeah. that speaks Swahili. <laughs> You're in luck. Now, we all know that the United States has no official language, though English, obviously, the de facto language in the U.S. Um, Have you ever worked with people who spoke Spanish, like on the job? Uh, Yeah, some that spoke Spanish, or it was a skill that they had, but not very many. So, uh, at a recent job that I had, um, 
one of our one of the things that we really needed was folks who spoke Spanish. So we were always looking for bilingual sure. employees. Yeah. So we had many bilingual folks on staff. And um, our supervisor would get really, really upset yeah. because they would speak English conversationally around the office. Right. And she got so angry about that yeah. because people were talking Spanish. I'm pretty sure she got upset because she thought they were talking about her. Sure. And and believe me, like having people speak Spanish around the office when it's part of the job, that is a perk. Oh, that my is, God, yes. That is something that is such a huge help to to be prepared whenever you need to use it. I honestly think that people that are bilingual or that can speak a separate, another language very conversationally, I think of it as a superpower. They're superheroes to me. When I see them pull that out, like in the middle of a in the middle of a situation, like when we have reporters that would would speak to people mm-hmm. on the phone, I w- it's just it's one of those things that's like I just so envied them in that moment to be able to do that. It's like being bulletproof. Practically. It really, it's is. a superpower. Yeah. So, do you sometimes assume that people speak Spanish living in Florida? Uh, not too often. I've had a few friends that have Spanish last names, sure, surnames, who don't speak a lick of Spanish. They would have people all the time talking with them about it. Do you know anyone like that? Oh, speaking to them in Spanish yeah. when they don't speak? Yes. <laughs> so I had a supervisor at a different job, much less paranoid of a person, um, <laughs> who is Jamaican. Yeah. But she, she looks Latina-ish. Sure. Um, and people would come up to her all the time and mm. speak to her in Spanish. And she'd be like, I I don't know what you're talking about. Right. And folks would get angry because she thought they thought she was like faking not speaking oh, wow. Spanish yeah. to avoid talking to them. That would be them. such a tough situation to be in. And a bizarre situation yeah. to be in. How too. do I fix this? You I don't have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fix it. Oh, boy. Well, our next story comes to us from latimes.com. So. We're kind of hopping across the country hey, here. but it's but still Florida. It just speaks to how incredibly these Florida stories are. They're, they're, the, Florida's universally weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, from the LA Times, just when you thought 2020 couldn't get any weirder, mm-hmm. Dancing with the Stars has announced its contestants for its 29th season. Oh, it's already that time of year. It is. <laughs> In addition to Olympic figure skater Johnny Weir, oh. Backstreet Boy AJ McLean, yep. and recently retired NFL star Vernon Davis, nice. the cast will also include Florida's very own Carol Baskin. Oh, Carol Baskin. That's awesome. So if you've been under a rock since, I don't know, March, I guess, uh, Baskin is the co-founder of Big Cat Rescue in Tampa and is the arch nemesis of Tiger King Joe Exotic (laughs) and, of course, an on-again, off-again person of interest in the mysterious disappearance of her first husband decades ago. Yep. So Baskin will be joining the cast. She has told TMZ that she's lost 20 pounds since Tiger King, so she'll be a little more light on her feet. Nice. She's also been watching YouTube dance videos religiously Uh, in preparation. Hey, all you cat and kittens. What a slam. Yeah, what a slam dunk for Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah. Everyone's favorite punching bag on Netflix is sure to be ratings gold. You know it will be. Oh, absolutely. And you know that the Tiger King will be watching. He is obsessed with her. He will. And you know if she does not win at all, he he will feel in some way weirdly vindicated, right? I mean, from his prison cell serving his life sentence. It'll be... Yeah, it'll be delicious for him. <laughs> He'll just love it so much. I love that she's watching YouTube videos to prepare herself for this. It's all about that. You can learn anything on YouTube. You can. 
usually it's all on YouTube. It, if it's technology, usually it's like a 12-year-old teaching you how to do it. Yeah. If you don't know how to do something, Google it and always YouTube it. Yeah. You're going to find it either way. Yeah. I, I have you ever watched Dancing with the Stars? I've never watched it. Nor I've, have I. I think I've seen clips like on like on news shows and oh, stuff sure. like that, but I've never watched it. There's always been there've been some that uh contestants that have intrigued me, but never enough to watch it. What would get you would would Carol Baskin get you to watch Not Dancing me. with the Stars? Not me, but there are so many people that love that show. I'm sure they're going to be watching it. There'll be people that will love watch it and hate watch it. Oh, you get yeah. people that will watch it because they hate her and, and as many people that will watch it because they love her. Who or what could Dancing with the Stars do to get you to watch it? I don't know. I love the NFL players that do it. And they Taylor. win. They yeah. always win. Yeah, they're always tailor-made for it. And I, I think what they what's really appealing about it to them is they realize that practice makes perfect. Like the more you practice, the better off you'll be. Mm-hmm. So I'm always a, more intrigued by sports stars that do it. You know, I mean, obviously, if Patrick Mahomes were on, yeah, it, but he's not. You would do not that. just watch it. You would, you would <laughs> record would it. it. <laughs> <laughs> but he wouldn't do it until he retired. Probably, I don't think he would. I mean, because oh, it's okay. always at the same time of season, even if it's being taped or whatever. I, I've got one for you then. Yeah, Tony Gonzalez. That would be interesting. I like that because wide receivers and now a tight end is on it. Vernon Davis. Yeah, I think they do well because they're always big buff guys. That are incredibly graceful. So yeah, Tony'd be great. So, you know, I'm I'm looking at the cast list, and I mean, there's obviously much more than the few people that I've mentioned. But you've got Vernon Davis, NFL star, professional yeah. athlete. Yeah. You've got Johnny Weir, professional figure skater, and basically half of the Dancing with the Stars winners oh, have yeah. either been figure skaters or NFL right. players. Does Carol Baskin stand a chance? I have to say her name like that. You gotta say Does it. she stand a chance? Hard to say, but she lost 20 pounds. She's been watching YouTube videos. She's already in the right <laughs> spirit for the whole thing. We'll see how it goes. And by the way, Tony Gonzalez, if you're listening, you might actually ha- get one more viewer if you decide to do it. So yes. I'm just saying, buddy. I'm sure Tony Gonzalez. It would be something really nice to, to go us. along with that Hall of Fame induction that you just had. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our last story this week comes to us from abcactionnews.com. Okay. Uber driver Andres Perez has had a night to remember and one he'd probably like to forget last weekend in Clearwater. So Perez picked up a couple at the bar as an Uber driver and a few minutes into the ride, the male passenger asked him to pull over. Perez thinks that the passenger is going to get sick in the back seat. Uh-huh. At least he thought that until the passenger, Dames Donald Naylor, held a knife to the driver's neck. Uh-oh, what? Perez somehow convinced Naylor to take the knife away so that he could park the truck. Oh, wow. And that's when Perez opened the door and ran. Wow. Naylor too. chased him with the knife, which Perez says he kicked away. Whoa! And then Naylor produced a second knife before he fell over in the street. What? With Perez ending up kicking that knife away, too. He's <laughs> kicking everything away. Naylor then tried to steal the Uber driver's car, but couldn't figure out how the shifting mechanism worked, so he ran away and was later arrested. By the way, Naylor says he has no recollection of the situation. Oh, well, this whole story plays out like an action movie thing. I'm on the edge of my seat just listening to it, or a stuntman's wet dream. Right. Uh, Right up until the guy can't use the stick shift, though, or whatever it is. Rule number one, if you want to steal a car... 
learn how to drive it. Know how to drive it. You know how you can get a um, like a discount on your car insurance if you have an anti-theft device? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to think that maybe if you have a manual transmission, mm. you should qualify for that anti-theft discount. Because I'm, I'm pretty it. sure the majority of car thieves at this point have no idea how to drive a stick shift. No. They're used to, I mean, they can do everything. They can break in and, and jimmy the hot lock and everything, the hot wire the car. But stick shifts, no, 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 oh, no, no. Oh, you stick a clutch in there and everybody gets confused. <laughs> Grinding gears yeah. and making a mess. Hey, how many knives do you think Naylor had on him? <laughs> he just kept pulling them out all the time. It's like it was like some comedy bit. Well, here's my question. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that Mr. Perez didn't have a harrowing evening. I'm not either. But we're only getting his side of the story mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Do we really believe that he kicked two knives away from his it assailant? It seems so hard to believe. I mean, why are you even pulling a knife on the guy? What is happening to people when they get in the back seat of a car? Once you get in that driving Miss Daisy seat, just anything goes. Take me to the Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, it's like, all right, I'll pull a knife on you for no reason. Yeah, I just I, I just don't see, you know, repeated roundhouse kicks and kicking knives away no. as being a realistic part of the story. But you know what? You had a rough night. Yeah. You know? Maybe maybe the made-for-TV movie for, about this will be played by Jean-Claude Van Damme. It does sound like a Jean-Claude Van Damme right. movie. And, and, and like and like a after-school special. Oh, yeah. You know, well, you've got like maximum risk. Yes. <laughs> hard target. Rideshare. Sudden death. Yeah. Rideshare. Ooh, best Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Go. Bloodsport. Easy one. It's a true story. It was the one that really put him on the map, and it's incredible. I love Bloodsport. Okay, here's where I have to confess. I do have a favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. What? And until very recently, it's the only Jean-Claude Van Damme movie I'd ever seen. Wow. But come on, how do you not pick Sudden Death? I don't know. It's about hockey. I love hockey. I just have a soft spot for Bloodsport. He jumps in goal during the Stanley Cup Finals. Bloodsport has Ogre in it. Um, From Revenge of the Nerds. I know who you're talking about. He was on Days of Our Lives, too, I'll have you know. Well, even better. Well, Sudden Death has Bill Clement. Oh, Hands has, of Cement. Yes, it has Ken Reggett. It has Luke Robitaille, for God's sake. Well, Come on. It's hard to turn down Sudden Death. I, I, I agree, but Bloodsport's the one that'll do it. Can, can we both agree that um, Double Team... His buddy flick with Dennis Rodman oh. is probably not. No, that is that is near the bottom of the list. By the way, did you know there's a sequel to Sudden Death coming out? What? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, interestingly enough, it's a Netflix sequel. Yes, even better. And it's a comedy. Oh uh, well, that's steering into the skid. I like that. You know, when they go, these are all funny movies. These action movies just. Make it a comedy. That sounds great. Well, action comedies are like the best genre. They are. yippee ki Come on. I know. Die hard. You can't beat it. (laughs) Well, what did we learn this week? Well, I learned that a nurse shark bite feels like sandpaper, but could win you $100. Well, I learned that if you're going to claim no habla inglés, you might want to put your plan in action early in the evening. Oh, good idea. I also learned that 15 minutes of fame Ain't enough for that bitch, Carol Baskin. Oh, man. Uh, and I learned that if there is such a thing as carjacking ah. school, um, they might want to beef up their curriculum on driving a stick shift. Oh, yeah. More stick shift driving. Let's make it happen. 
So those were our freakiest Florida finds for the week. As always, you can find plenty of other wacky news stories from around the Sunshine State on our Facebook and Twitter pages. That's right. Remember to follow us, like us, and share us. That's at FLA Freak Show. And if you see a Florida story we missed, feel free to share it with us. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. It's like we've read all of this before. (laughs) Tell a friend. It really does help us out. Until next week, I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. We'll be back. And until then, let your Florida freak flag fly. Goodbye. Goodbye.